You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. We are finally won an athletic contest. So, uh, gosh, I don't know how to feel today. It's like uh, like the old days. Yeah, you know, because it'll be more topical this way, uh, we're recording this at 9.30 on Thursday morning after the LSU game. And I might just put this podcast out, um, you know, around lunchtime today, even though that'd be essentially two podcasts out today, because – I feel like it loses a little bit of it of its edge, and I went on a little bit of a, a discussion with myself last night uh, <laughs> after the game because uh, you weren't able to join me. But I, I do want to talk about this game a lot. First of all, thank you for uh, making Locked On Bama one of the first places you listen when it comes to podcasts. Let, let's start with what I think is the most um, easy, ob- what is the easiest observation from this game. Something we've we've known, something that uh, is undeniable, something that um, really the rest of the country probably knows about. That is, Will Wade is insane. He's insane. He has. He needs to be in rageaholics like nobody I've ever seen before. I get mad. I mean, I get mad when I'm driving. Just, I mean, I, you know, now that especially that I'm older, like I'm 49 and a half. Who, who what 49 year old says and a half? I do. But um, <laughs> yesterday, <clears throat> I drove from Birmingham to Lake City because, um, man, I need to get out of the house and I've got COVID and there's some people coming to the house. We didn't want to expose them and it just wore me out. I mean, but there was some jackass that rode my bumper. Like, and, and I couldn't go anywhere. You know, I was on 280. If you've been on 280, you know this happens. And I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go faster because there was somebody in front of me and there was somebody to the side of me. So there's nowhere I could go. And finally, I just threw my hands up like off the wheel. Like, so this guy could see me like, the hell's your problem? I mean, and I was like, okay, just calm down. You've got COVID. You're, you're in a bad mood. Let it go. Just chug it up to a bad day. I don't think Will Wade has that inner voice that says to him, hey, I know you're mad right now, buddy, but let's let's think about this rationally and let's try and let's try and work it out. I don't think Will Wade thinks like that. And then his postgame interview, which apparently he was in some kind of rocking chair, um, he he went off on the reporter, not in a Nick Saban um rite of passage, this is what it takes to be a reporter kind of way. I think Will Wade doesn't understand. Most everybody thinks he's a dickhead, and he keeps proving it. And um, and frankly, it, I didn't think the call was that bad. I, maybe it was a goaltend. I know that um, one of our buddies who happens to uh, be one of the higher-ups in, in somewhere, we God, that was, that was vague. Uh, he said he thought he was a goaltend, even though he's an Alabama fan. And I said, I don't, you know, I don't know. They kept showing it over and over again, and I, I could go either way with it. But I just thought Will Wade came off like the biggest jerk in all of college basketball last night. 
Uh, yeah, that certainly shouldn't surprise anyone. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he, yeah, has a job for one thing, but, um, yeah, he's not my favorite. As a matter of fact, I think I'd, I, I think I'd rank Bruce Pearl ahead of him and that's saying a lot for me, but the, um, you know, I was frustrated with the officiating too. I often am in SEC basketball games and I'm sure he was frustrated about that call. Um, the calls were a little one-sided Alabama shot, uh, way more free throws. Now, some of that is one thing that's kind of funny is when coaches complain about the free throw discrepancy. Well, LSU was intentionally fouling Alabama all down the stretch and Alabama wasn't making those free throws. But one one of the reasons there is a free throw discrepancy is because you're intentionally fouling the other team and it kind of runs up that number a little bit more than it normally would look. But uh, I thought it was – an extremely physical game where officials sort of let it go on both sides. I thought our guys were hacked a lot, but they weren't calling it on either team, you know, uh, often. But, yeah, he got frustrated with the officiating, and it was just a physical war. Um, I like how Nate Nate told the team before the game that, uh, hey, look, we're going to shoot it well and we're going to blow them out or we're not going to shoot it well, and we're going to win because we're going to out-hustle them and out-rebound them and out-scrap them. And it doesn't matter which way, but we're going to win uh, by either shooting well and blowing them out or, or out-hustling them. And it ended up being the second the second route because we did not shoot the ball well, 0 for 15 in the second half from three-point range. But they did play hard. They rebounded well. They got enough offensive rebounds to win the game and it was simply a matter of out hustling LSU and, and willing themselves to a win. Yeah. And they did, they were scrappy. This was sort of the, you know, I know it gets joked on a little bit. This was the blue collar hard hat type of game that Nate Oates has been preaching. I mean, everybody played uh, really hard. They, they didn't necessarily play well, but they played hard. Um, Jimmy, I, I, I hate to do this. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Um, I'm going to tell everybody about Get Upside, and then we're going to get more into this game. I think this whole podcast, maybe except for the last little bit with some new coaches news, we'll talk about basketball. But uh, I want to tell everybody about Get Upside. Get Upside is this wonderful app that when you go to a gas station, you log in after you have the app on your phone, and you just check in, okay? And if that gas station is supported in the Get Upside network, then what will happen is when you fill up with gas, however many gallons you get, you'll get X amount of cents back through get upside. Now, I don't know how many, uh, that, that'll be different, different amounts for different gas stations, but it doesn't matter if they give you one penny back, it's more than you are going to get back, but they give you more than that back. And if you use promo code score, when you sign up on your first fill up, you'll get up to 25 cents extra back per gallon. That's a lot of money at get upside. Use promo code score. I promise you, you will use this. I have I had it on my phone before they became a sponsor. And um, so I believe in it. I like it. It's it's not making you rich. It's just a little bit of extra money. And when you got four kids like I do, it adds up. I mean, when you have a little bit of extra money, I got one kid going to Arizona State. I got I got a five-year-old that's in every dance class in America. Uh get upside's gonna help daddy out a little bit here. And it's may help me quit calling myself daddy. Uh, so let's go to Get Upside. Let's all go there together today. Go to Get Upside. Use that promo code SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, and sign up for Get Upside. 
Also, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Man, I am losing my breath. I, this COVID stuff is lingering, bro. Uh, but betonline.ag, look, when I'm sitting here at home by my damn self, quarantined, betonline.ag is my friend. It's It's been fun. I can bet on something if I want to. And I can, you know, it helps me, keeps me entertained in between these naps I just take randomly now with this COVID. But betonline.ag is awesome. Bet on whatever you want to bet on. Literally, there's nothing you can't bet on. It's awesome. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can bet on college basketball, NBA. You can bet on pro football. They'll have all kind of uh, you know, prop bets for NFL this weekend. That's going to be a ton of fun. You can bet on futures. You can do whatever you want to at betonline.ag. And it's just so much fun. You can't beat it. Um, go to betonline.ag. Use promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you put in 200 bucks, you get to play with 300 bucks. That's pretty great at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the place to go to get that bet in. You will absolutely love them. All right, Jimmy, let's go back to the game just for a minute. I'm, I'm going to throw out a few things and then let you rant, but here's some other things I took away from the game last night. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU scored 67 points. They had two players score 45 of those points. Um, that's interesting. Um, Bama, meanwhile, had 70 points. And only 10 of those points came from this combination of five players, Bediaco, Rojas, Davison, Gurley, and Gary. Now, Gary went out of the game, I don't know, what about, with a little bit of time left in the first half, if I remember right. Um, So he didn't score. Gurley had six. JD had four. Or I might have that uh, vice versa. I think that's right. Um, right. Rojas did not score. And, in fact – you know, when Rojas came in, now this is a Rojas game. We should also note that. Like getting in there and scrapping and just throwing elbows and knees and, and ankles everywhere, that's a Rojas game. But when Rojas came in and shot a couple of threes, I was like, oh, my God, please, no. don't. We, do, we don't need you to be the spark plug three-point shooter. That's not what we need. <laughs> um, Betty Ako scoring zero points and missing a dunk. It wasn't like he missed a dunk that was – unbelievably contested he met as a seven foot one human being he missed a dunk from under the rim by himself that's difficult yeah it didn't look to me like he got up high enough which seems impossible <laughs> i mean it literally is what it looked like he didn't like get up high enough and i'm like you barely have to leave the ground i mean you would think he could dunk on his tiptoes you know but have you ever seen yeah, a that guy was, have you ever seen a oh, guy? The moment he missed it, I'm like, watch us lose by two. I mean, that's what happens. As soon as the ball yeah. gets off the rim, I'm like, watch us lose by two. Jimmy, this is – I've seen a guy airball a dunk, and that may sound stupid, but when the guy caught it, it he threw it down. It was like an alley-oop, and he thought uh, the rim was where it wasn't, and he just threw it as hard as he can against – and it came back and hit the bottom of the rim. I've seen that happen. But I, that guy was only like six seven. Betty seven one, and he was by himself, and it, I guess the ball slipped out of his hand. I don't know. I just, man, we we got to do something to get him involved in the. It wasn't like we we ignored him the whole game too. Um, and while I wanted to like make a big point about hey, you know Alabama did a great job. LSU only had two guys get forty five points. JD and Quinterly had forty three of Alabama's seventy points. Yeah, I, I hope for uh, for for yeah, JD, uh, Quinter, G- uh, Quinterly Shaq. and Shaq. Yeah, yeah. Quinterly and Shaq. Uh, you know, they're the the veteran 
the veteran members of the backcourt that played a lot of college basketball, and they're the ones that have to get it done, especially when the team's not playing well. And look, I, I believe at some point we're going to start shooting it really well. We shot it really well earlier this season. We certainly shot it well all last season. Uh, it's in this team to do it. it it's just really a, a slump. Those those can end any particular game. It would be great if it ended before three-game Baylor-Kentucky-Auburn stretch that's coming up because you'll need to be playing great in those games or you're going to get humiliated. But uh, hopefully what Alabama can do is use the scrappiness, get a couple more wins here, make the win-loss total look a little better on the, on the, on the ledger against, uh, against Missouri, against Georgia, get those two wins, and then see what happens in games that, while they would be huge wins, they won't be debilitating losses. The way college basketball works, when you lose to top 10 teams, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect your ability to make the tournament. It might affect your seeding to some extent, but Alabama just needed the win. They needed something good to happen, and it did, and I think we should focus more on how hard they play. There was some want to in that team, and want to matters a lot. I think sometimes as fans we get frustrated when we feel there's a lack of effort. There was no lack of effort last night. The team, they wanted to win that game. No, I agree. Um, It's just so crazy to think. We were 7 of 19 in the first half um, at at 37%, which isn't awful. But 0 of 15 is 0%. That's terrible. That is really bad. Yeah, you don't get worse than 0 for 15. Uh, I guess the only way to be worse than 0 for 15 is 0 for 16. I mean, it, it was – and the, and the missed free throws. They, they they tried to give away that game down the stretch. Again, like I think you pl- you, you've you already put it perfectly well. We, we played hard. We just didn't play well. And, and, and I do think this team will play well soon. They're just in an offensive slump. But but the way you win when you're in an offensive slump is you win it on the other end of the floor. They did last night. All right, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. B-U-I-L-T dot com is where you want to go to get these delicious, nutritious, crump delicious Built Bars. They are fantastic. I've actually had a couple while I've been just, you know, running around in this, uh, just languishing around in this funk i'm in with covid and um they they bail me out man they they fill you up because you don't i hadn't really felt like eating and but i knew i needed something and these things are good uh nutritionally they don't make you fat and so i mean it's been great for just be having covid it's, but it's great when you don't have covid they're fantastic these built bars are awesome go check them out b-u-i-l-t.com i'm literally losing my breath as i'm talking this is nuts what is going on with me but uh, Built Bar, these things are awesome. They're covered in chocolate. They're good for a keto or a keto diet. And um, I'm telling you, I highly recommend them. I know Jimmy does too. Built Bar, my son, who's a workoutaholic, he loves them. Uh, he gets them at Lifetime Fitness all the time. And then I send him some because a uh, Built Bar, I order some myself too. So uh, go check them out, B-U-I-L-T dot com. That's Built Bar. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off that order at Built.com. Yeah, Jimmy. Okay. So that's enough about basketball for the most part. I will say this, um, you know, we got Missouri and then at Georgia coming up, we cannot lose either one of them. Just cannot. It, it nope. cannot happen. Now we we say cannot happen. And then like, okay, yeah, I guess we can lose both of them if we win out, but 
we know that's not happening. We're trying to be realistic here. Um, Georgia is god awful. I mean, <laughs> they they are awful. I mean, I watched some of them against Auburn last night. They just they don't seem to care, which good. I hope we go. I hope they don't care when we get there. Because here's the other thing: people don't might have forgotten. Georgia's awful, right? But Alabama lost to Memphis. Georgia beat Memphis. <laughs> well, anybody can beat anybody. Alabama's obviously already lost to Missouri. Heck, the Missouri game somehow inexplicably is a revenge game. you got to take that super seriously. I agree that the Georgia game could be something that you worry about the guys not being focused. But it is a road game. I think those road games can help get you focused. I mean, what the hell else are they doing in Athens? I mean, you know, they're only going over there to play the game. They're not going over there to go to the zoo. I mean, they're going over there to, to play a basketball game and fly home. So I, you, you have to win those games. I, I've, I've seen the, the, the phrase must win with the last two games. And while I, I, I phrased it as I don't know about must win, but must play better because losses to ranked teams, losses to, to teams with great records, they don't really kill you in basketball if making the NCAA tournament is your goal. But what will kill you is losses to bad teams. That, that will kill you. These are more must-wins than the LSU game was, frankly. Uh, you've got to beat Missouri and Georgia. Uh, that's what keeps you in the tournament. And then, you know, just see what happens in, in those next three games against the truly elite teams. Um, Jimmy, let's talk about the new coach. Uh, new coach is Alabama supposedly will be getting in football. I'll just let you uh, talk about him because you probably know more than I. Well, sure, Traveris Robinson, he was coaching at Miami last year, uh, Auburn player, Auburn coach, also coached at Florida. What's interesting to me in terms of the connection to Nick Saban is Traveris coached for 10 straight seasons with Will Muschamp. So Will Muschamp obviously thinks a lot of this guy. Will even promoted him to defensive coordinator in his time at South Carolina, so he has coordinator experience. He has a, an outstanding reputation as a recruiter, um, and he'll be coaching the cornerbacks, which means he'll be under the guidance of Nick Saban. Uh, I think this was – I'm not going to call it a home run. I'm not sure what a home run hire is a cornerback, but it's certainly solid because he's experienced. He has a reputation as a recruiter. And working 10 years for Will Muschamp, he's going to be very familiar with what Alabama does on defense because Will Muschamp, when he was co- coaching – and a head coach at Florida and South Carolina, he ran a defense really similar to what he helped Nick Saban run. So Robinson won't be a stranger to to the Alabama defense entirely. The other uh, hire was a bit more surprising for a couple of reasons. Coleman Hutzler, he has been coaching for 13 years. He's moved around a lot in those 13 years, but the commonality was he did spend some time at Florida in the SEC with Will Muschamp and Traveris Robinson. So they have coached with each other before. They know the Muschamp system. He was in the SEC just this past season, a special teams coordinator at Ole Miss. He's young. He's in his mid-30s. He has also coached outside linebackers. I'm not 100% sure because Alabama hasn't released a statement, and we'll have to wait until Alabama does release a statement as to where Coleman is going to coach. But the the rumor out there is that Sal Sinceri – maybe moving to an off-the-field role, and uh, that would fit because Coleman Hutzler has a lot of experiences as an outside linebacker coach. So 
you know, in terms of what's most likely to happen, maybe we'll settle with that, but you don't really know until you hear from Alabama. Well, I am really excited about uh, the Robinson hire, no relation, because um, I know he's a good recruiter. And um, I think that that's, you know, getting back in the South Beach area. And you're going to need somebody down there now with um, with Mario Cristobal, right? I mean, I think you you can't just uh, – it's not going to be as easy recruiting in that area anymore with Cristobal down there versus uh, uh, Manny Diaz. Right? That's right. And, and that's right. And Robinson's recruited all over the South. I mean, I do think that South Florida area is, is probably his uh, – his sweet spot. Um, but he's, he's been, you know, in the, he's coached in three different places in the sec, Florida, South Carolina and Auburn. So he's probably had multiple recruiting areas all over the South and he's he's got a big name. So, uh, so he'll, he'll, he'll help us for sure. And, uh, interesting that we have another Auburn player on the staff. I, I think this is the first one since James Willis off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it is. Um, but uh, the James Willis thing, boy, where, where is he now? Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know that he's uh, in coaching. If he is, wow. he's probably in pro football. Wow. Okay. Well, all right, Jimmy, I'm literally about to pass out, so we'll call this a day. But uh, we'll be back with you COVID guys on tough. Monday. Huh? This COVID must be tough, man. It just it, – it sort of comes and goes. I mean, it just – Slaps you in the face every now and again. You're just like, oh, you thought you're getting better? How about this? Whoppa! You know? Um, um, all right. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.